Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of We're In Between, the podcast that discusses about every single episode of us told by Ginger once a week. Last week we discussed about the Thanksgiving episode, Ten Chairs, and this week we're going to be discussing about the final episode of us told by Ginger, the fourth TV movie called The Wedding Frame. This is the second out of the two episodes that has not aired on the US, but it was released on DVD. Um, it was written by Emily Kapnick and Eric Casimiro, and in this TV movie, someone tries to sabotage Lois and Dr. Dave's wedding, which Dr. Dave's mother is planning by hiring Nikki Laporte to play the role of Dr. Dave's old girlfriend. <laughs> As Ginger is helping her mother plan the wedding, she realizes that she has commitment issues and begins to rethink her relationship with Orion and her old one with Darren. Carl and Hoodsy oh, yeah. investigate the situation with Lois's wedding, while Noelle does the same on a much more accurate track also courtney's family loses all their fortune after mr grippling is arrested all right thank you guys so much for listening and we're perfect we're professional right. voice actors <laughs> we have a lot of cool stuff planned for season three being proud of who you are no matter what you do. You definitely see the characters progress a lot more. They start growing up. And I think Ginger and Darren are endgame. It is a masterpiece of an episode. Oh, it's the cattiest moment in the history of television. Trust me, everybody has been excited for our thoughts on it. Who's the girl in the pink capri? It's Courtney! It's Courtney! Someone once told me the grass is much greener on the other side. And surprise everybody, we actually have ourselves a huge group discussing about the final episode with us, all of which who have been previous guests on our podcast. So we have back Melissa, the voice of Ginger. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. We have Aspen, the voice of Dodie. Hi. We have Jackie, the voice of Macy. Hello, I'm the voice of Macy. (laughs) (laughs) We have Ken, the the voice of Darren. Hey, great to be back. I still have a crush. Still have a crush. (laughs) (laughs) We have uh, Liz, the voice of Courtney. Hi. And last but certainly not least, we have Eric, who co-wrote this episode and a lot of episodes of As Told by Ginger. So welcome back, Eric. Hello. And and it should be noted that I'm also the voice of a pimply teen at a food court. (laughs) (laughs) Get those credits. Oh, yeah. That's the the best background character in the entire show. (laughs) Anyway, so right before we discuss about this episode, so Eric, um, since you wrote this episode alongside with Emily, what was the story behind it? Well, we, you know, we knew this would probably be the last episode of the series, and and we thought, like, how do we give the craziest curtain call and bring all those relationships to a head, and also sort of face new beginnings, like, you know, the the losing of the the, the doghouse and. Uh, and, 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 you know, resolving, look, trying to lay attention in for Ginger and Darren because we knew we, where we wanted to go with Ginger and Darren having been married and be together later. So we wanted to lay that tension in so you never knew where it would go. Right. Now, I know for all of you, you guys each have your own individual stories about your experiences with recording the last episode. So I guess we'll go around, um, you know, uh, round table. So, uh, Melissa, uh, in our pod, in the uh, bonus podcast that we had with you, you told us that you were uh, having a lot of emotions when recording the last episode. I was having a lot of emotions. (laughs) 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 Oh, I remember like crying. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. It was really, really hard to get through it. It was such a special time, like in my life and in the lives of so many people that were working on it. And it just suddenly was ending. And we were like, what? (laughs) Wait, what just happened? So it was really, really hard for me. Beautiful, but hard. Yeah. Aspen, what about you? Uh, (laughs) It happened so suddenly, I feel like. And, and, yeah, it did. I don't, Jackie, like you and I weren't even in that episode very much, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, we weren't um, there a whole lot recording the very no. end. 
I was yeah. really a mess too. But I remember I did not find out through the proper channels that we were being canceled. I found oh, out no. through a casting director while I was oh. in a booth in a callback. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, she, she had just given me like feedback on my initial oh. audition. And then she was like, oh, and by the way, I just heard about Ginger not coming back. So sorry. Okay, let's go. Oh, <laughs> so wrong. I did wrong. not book that job. <laughs> the most amazing thing forgetting this episode, just generally with the show, was the aging of the characters. So it was always, that was always the headspace for me when you would do this sort of like, you know, leap in age or, or just up, upping it a bit into the little more aware, the little more hip of things, you know? So I remember doing this episode, I barely remember doing this episode, but I do remember thinking, is this it? Like, are we setting, is this it? Are they, is this the age they will be forever? You know, it was, it was very sad. It was, uh. And so many of us were going through personal business and relationships and pregnancies. And so it was it was bizarre to think that these children that we were playing were maybe just going to be at this permanent age. It was freaky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, I don't even think I did a record for this episode. You were in it a lot. You were like one of the major parts in the, in the episode. Okay, well, then that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, let me back. Let me back up then. <laughs> no, wait. May, may, maybe, maybe you. Maybe it wasn't you who recorded. Maybe, you, maybe it was like. Um, maybe you got a stunt voice actor. Maybe, maybe you guys got the wrong guy. Um, no, but I think um, I hardly remember the episode. But all I remember was that. No, here's the thing. Because sometimes we would do records, and sometimes we wouldn't know what episodes they were for. Because uh, they would they bring us in and just well you're going to record for three different episodes today, and it's kind of all over the place. And here are the scripts, and you know you do your thing. Um, I and see. I remember hearing right. about like oh they were doing the last episode, and in that episode you know we find out that uh, Ginger and Darren ended up getting married and having kids, and I just remember going oh my gosh, and I think Melissa, I think you were the one that told me that really, and I, I yeah, and I just remember being like oh that's an that's an amazing ending, that's really really cool. Um, that they did that for, for, you know, for our characters is a nice, like, you know. Well, right. And that's, that's unspoken too. So that, it w that would have been easy to miss. Yeah, exactly. And so, so I don't remember doing any records for that particular episode, but I just do remember Melissa telling me how it all ends and just remembering, oh, I can't wait to see what that looks like because that's going to be, it's going to be really sweet. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, and I did see the clip and I did see the clip. And the first time I saw the clip was, um, before we did the last episode of this podcast, I think. Oh, And I don't okay, think I was sense. able to watch the full episode, but I think I did see that last scene. And I just remember going like, oh, wow, that's really sweet. They did a really amazing job uh, in that last little sequence. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely pulled a little heartstring for me, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Liz, um, you play a major part in uh, the second part of the epi in the TV movie where things just go incredibly wrong for the Gripplings. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, what was your experience like recording for the last uh, um, TV movie? I, I honestly don't remember recording it. I just don't. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. think I was in the... There were, this was like a three-parter, right? Yeah, there was a three-parter, yeah. Part. Yeah. I, I, had, I had like a you know, a, an emotional catharsis kind of thing with Ginger um, in the second episode, I think. Yes. But, yeah, that's why, just, and I only know that because I just watched it. Right, <laughs> why aren't you a bridesmaid? No, she why wasn't. Courtney? No, Courtney why? was never a bridesmaid. The last time that we see Courtney was in the bathroom where she's crying to Ginger crying. about her being broke. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a serious rap on Courtney Griffin. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Except for that last, that last shot with me and Blake. That's right. Yep. In our poppers clothing. <laughs> the yeah. Well, it does make sense that the non-Foutley characters would have less of a memory of this episode because it is so overwhelmingly about Lois and Dr. Dave's wedding. Yeah, wish yeah. we could have gotten Lorraine and David to join us. Oh man, that would have been nuts. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> but it's worth noting um, Liz's performance in this episode and um, Jennifer Coolidge, who plays Nikki uh, uh, Lepore. Yeah, oh, I, I think... 
every voiceover <laughs> actor should be forced to cry and make you laugh at the same time. Mm. That scream <laughs> laugh? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And, oh, my God. Jennifer Coolidge was brilliant in this. <laughs> All right. So I guess now we could now after like over 10 minutes, I guess we can finally get things started. So the episode, I know. <laughs> you can edit, Patricia. I know, I could if I wanted to. I'm sure our listeners are far more interested in what the people involved have to say than our plot summary. <laughs> That is true. I guess you're right. They're like, why are you talking about this episode? I want to hear what they have to say. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, yeah, uh, it it begins with um, Ginger and Orion together. And Ginger is uh, trying to make sure that everything is perfect for the wedding coming up. And Ginger is, uh, throughout this part, uh, throughout parts one and two of this TV movie, she's afraid of commitment. She's, even though she's excited for her mom getting married, um, she's sort of afraid of her relationship with Orion because she had the breakup with Darren and it really devastated her a lot and now she's questioning about this guy who's been with me ever since the episode Detention should I should I uh, give him a chance I don't want to get my heart broken so we have that and we have Dodie and Macy talking to Ginger about if you know if Ginger is actually afraid of commitment and Ginger's now Ginger's not really um sure about that she even says a really funny line it's like i can't even go far for a rhyme uh so much as like splitting fries or something so uh yeah uh, we have um i guess you know skipping over a little bit i guess oh man i really need to we, we need to talk about nikki laporte so who came up with this <laughs> seriously, seriously who, who came up with this nikki laporte yeah who, who came up with this idea you know, th- it, this was a lot of conversation between Emily and I, and and it just I think she came up with the name originally, and it just it we we just thought let's push it, let's try to go as far as we can with the series finale. That said, it never aired, so we may have gone a little bit too far. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many Nicktoons I mean, do you they know? Freaking drug Lois. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe that. I like yeah. the drugs. I know. No, I love, no, could I? I promise you. I, uh, the things we got away. I couldn't believe we got away with Nikki Laporte really being Nicholas, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's Nicholas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With those yanks over his bald head. I mean, it was just so. Um, <laughs> we just. We wrote. And then the more, you know, it kind of. You know how this happens. You want to go out with the bang and you want to make mm-hmm. it as big as it can be. And, and you think, okay, well, let's see how far Nickelodeon will let us go. I don't know how many letters or complaints that you gotten but i remember when i first heard you know saw the reveal of nikki laporte i was shocked i was like oh my god nickelodeon allowed this show to feature a transvestite Uh, well it's it's kind of a trope in a way and i don't know i loved the idea that you guys created this like trailer trash like crackhead looking character on as told by ginger i thought that was awesome absolutely like i mean she's just like bottom of the barrel trash and you have a mysterious call from the silver fox saying that uh, they want her to break off the wedding between lois and dr dave and oh my god just the, the 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 peaks that dr dave's mom goes through is like like i said before this is at the point in which it's like miranda and mipsy bad in which they're think they're wanting to break off a family apart they want to ruin a relationship between a couple who truly love each other all for the sake of oh i don't like you so man it's it is it's rough well, the one thing we Emily and I loved about this, when as it went along, we couldn't believe we were getting away with the kind of negatively painted mothers, because I think we were damaged by our own crazy experience. <laughs> but you think of, uh, like, you know, Joanne um, Bishop is, wow, she, I mean, she's one of my favorite characters to write in the world, but man, that woman is really tight. And, uh, and, and Dr. Dave's mom, Mrs. Dave, was, was pretty awful as well to say the least yeah 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 so 
I guess uh, continuing on, so we have Carlin Hoodsey's plot, and it starts off with them emptying out their doghouse, and eventually um, they start deciding that we're going to destroy it once and for all, which we talked about last week in which in 10 chairs, the turkey swallowed the petrified eyeball, so now the doghouse is gone. R.I.P. Yes, R.I.P. doghouse. To the eyeball, even. that, that was We've been tracking that the whole series. I was like, is that it, Patricia? Is, it, is the eyeball gone now? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess this is another step towards for Carl ending childhood because we've talked about in the second half of season three how, you know, Carl is trying to no longer be a bad kid and he's trying to do um, better within himself. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the petrified eyeball is gone and now he's destroying the doghouse and he wants to move over to bigger and better things. So the moment that he destroys the doghouse, his dog monster actually wakes up and he starts running towards where the noise came from and so um now we go over to um carl and buddy who are putting up the 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 for sale sign and lo and behold here comes buzz from miss foutley's boys oh god i i already talked about how i feel about buzz i'm glad we got to see him again (laughs) what what the for me like looking for fan service in the final tv episode of as told by Ginger, I wanted to. I wanted to see every character you guys could throw at me, and so I loved that we got to see him again. Not also, not to mention the background characters in the the in the wedding. Like we see Doctor oh, Fawn yeah. feelings, and we see Crazy Floyd. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I guess um, I want to talk about a few scenes um, for this particular one. So, um, so Eric, uh, you were the one who wrote the "You Bounce" song, and we have that little scene re- recreating Titanic, except it's in reverse. So that uh-huh. you know, we have Ginger drowning and Darren as Jack rowing his boat away. So, yeah, I know you were hinting on that in our interview with you. So, what was that experience like writing the song? It's that balance. You want to write something that's a little cheesy from TV, but at the same time, it has to be a little cool. So that one was a tough one. It's hard to say. Like you just those the the songs we knew it. It had to do um, structurally in the story. So that the 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 actual song kind of came out easily. It's just um, uh, was more how far we went with the the parody of titanic which seems like this came much later than the movie titanic so it's all that we referenced it maybe it was already so tired it felt right to reference it i don't know yeah i mean let's see the movie came out in 97 uh the tv movie would have i think it was made in like 2002 or 2003 so yeah i guess at that point maybe some people thought it was overrated <laughs> Wasn't Titanic still in the theaters five years later? (laughs) (laughs) Also, the the finale, the finale of um, Harry Potter with them all being old, you know, you can't help but think of the same thing here. But I think we predated Harry Potter, right? Uh, Let's see if, yeah, yeah, I guess so. If it would have came out in 2002, yeah, yeah, 2002, 2003, the first movie came out in 2001. So, yeah, you guys predated it. So Harry Potter ending in the book copied Nestle by Ginger, right? Yes, it did. And I, I, I always, Harry Potter has always been a big part of my life, or at least growing up it was. And I did not like the epilogue as a kid or as an adult. And I thought As Told by Ginger handled it much better where it, I even wrote that in my notes that it, it hints at without spoon feeding you or telling you every single detail and you know i don't know what the names like if one of the kids middle name had been Maud or something ridiculous like that it's like we don't we don't need something that heavy-handed we just need to see what the future is going to be and then fill in the rest with our imaginations but you see that darren and ginger are together right exactly yes. you do yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great yeah. And yeah. who does babies? Yeah, they have, have a child so together. Cool. They have a child together. And, and it's we didn't name its gender. Boy, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like a boy to me. Yeah. I just scrolled through YouTube and I saw that. And I. I and Dodie is it. married to Chet, right? Yes. How do we know that? It's perfect. They met at business school. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, you know what? A thing I remember so much about this show was that 
I think this was the first interracial couple in Cartoon Land. You know, that's interesting. You, I think you're yeah. right. Wow. Yeah. I've never seen that. I mean, I we that was at the time I was watching a lot more cartoons. Right. But yeah, now I mean, you see it a lot more now. But I, that makes, was yeah. kind of a neat. Yeah. Well, I mean, the beautiful <laughs> thing about that, um, Melissa, was that you know it yeah. was it was just so it was done in such a natural way, and there was never right. really any thing thrown up like oh let's look and let's t let's talk about this no, no 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 it was just super <clears throat> no. natural which i love totally natural mm -hmm. beautiful no, the, the only heavy issue was the uh my favorite episode was when um darren gets his braces off Right. <laughs> like, oh, my, oh my god what's happening i love a good makeover <laughs> so like we talk about Ginger and Darren ending up together. And I know, um, Ken, in our interview with you, we talked about how Darren changes a lot over the years. And some fans, you know, I think have their issues with that. And I personally don't, because I think everyone, when they go from middle school to high school, either becomes better right away or worse right away. And uh, I think Darren becomes worse. I think he gets gained... Well, it's the gained confidence of going to high school or maybe going to college that change people. And I think he has to refine who he is again. And I buy that he does at the end. And I buy that he goes back to Ginger kind of realizing everything that he did wrong over to their high school years. Of course, you know, that's that's the that's the character arc that's that I think is so beautiful is yeah. that, you know, he was just this good kid who never got any attention paid and had, you know, all these loving family and friends around him and then he became the hot guy <laughs> and he lost his mind. Right. Yeah. As one does. Yeah. Because a hot guy lose your mind. I'm still, I'm still losing Earth. my mind, as you saw. You come back. You come back to Earth, and uh, and then you 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 know you had to sort of make atonement for for all the craziness that you did before, especially to the people that you love. Right. So. Yeah, they did that in a beautiful way. Absolutely, and Liz, um, I, we have to, we have to talk about the scene in which, um, the the Griplings get broke. So, um, when um Mr. Grippling gets arrested, and this is the first time that we ever see his face because he was always not around, or we hear his voice, um, from the episode right. TGIF. So we saw him being arrested because he was involved in some shady deals, and um, uh, their assets were liquidated, and the family goes broke, and everybody is devastated. So. Um, now, th now this has been a trope in a lot of other cartoons in which the rich character goes broke in this one episode, but then they end up being rich again. But no, in this case, she's broke for good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, they get right. We we end up like uh, trying to um, I don't know rent or buy um, Ginger's old house. <sighs> Yes. Really? Yes, so that's just, what happens yeah, because we, we we have to move out of our mans. Yes. And um and so yeah, so and there's this whole that. thing with with um uh Carl and the real estate agent and um yeah, how we're going to Blake comes over and asks if they can maybe rent to buy. That scene is Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, so we can assume it's kind of funny that, you know, Casey and I we were talking about the reversal in which, you know, the uh, Courtney was popular and Darren was a geek, but now Darren is popular and nobody cares about Courtney. So it's funny I that I know, I know. And, tr and trust me, when I'm going to let you know, this. I'm going to let you know this. A lot of people were really upset about this scene, Liz. They they said, "Oh no, Courtney doesn't deserve this. She's good. She <laughs> she doesn't." Well, that's how I felt. I was I'm, I thought it was really kind of kind of terrible. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the, the arc of the family-wise, it makes sense. Oh, and Liz, you had one of my favorite lines of this episode, where Courtney is crying in the bathroom, and Ginger says, "Why are you crying?" and uh, Courtney says, oh, it's because, you know, this other girl in my class stra straightened her hair and I was thinking of doing that. Ginger says, you you already wear your hair straight. And she goes, oh, it must be something else that's upsetting me. Like she hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> Courtney needed that. Courtney needed to ha to be a real person. I, think. I guess. Moving, well, yes, yes, moving into the yes. house that uh, good old Ginger doesn't need anymore is perfect mm -hmm. for her. Well, yeah. I think so, too. And we were talking before about, uh, you know, what was Courtney going to do with the rest of her life? And I was saying that, you know, maybe this is her chance, you know, to change and be, do something useful. Yes. 
Yeah, and and even Liz, we even talked about this on the podcast that you were thinking that maybe Liz, sh- I mean, uh, Courtney should become a nurse because she was looking up to Lois uh, in the episode Mommy yeah. Nearest, and so maybe she mm-hmm. followed in her footsteps. That's yeah. That's that's what I would like to think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know how much time we need to spend like dissecting the plot of the wedding, but we should at least talk about it for a little bit, I think. Like, I, the the vows are incredible. I thought that whole scene was so beautifully written. And I thought that the Lois talking to the three, the main three best friends about how you, you guys are like my adopted daughters. That scene was so masterfully done. Oh yeah, and and hands down, my, probably my favorite Lois and Ginger moment in the entire series is when Lois is writing her vows and Ginger is reading yes. them, and oh, yeah. she tells I, yeah, Ginger about how that we're not put in this world to live perfect lives. We're meant to make mistakes. I'm like, yes, that is so. That is what I really need right now. <laughs> this show actually helped me so much. In my own life, like what you wrote, Eric, and what Emily wrote, it was beautifully done. And it was so well-timed for me, too. Regardless of the fact that I wasn't in junior high anymore. (laughs) 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 Beautiful. And it just, it really, like the entire Mm -hmm. season, well, all the seasons, they really helped me. They were written so beautifully. And it actually allowed me to sort of relive my horrible dark ages of junior high and early high school and... I think that was the true. And see it from a different perspective. That was kind of true of all of us writing them, really, Melissa. It was really that that's what made the show so interesting mm-hmm. is Nickelodeon was uh, allowing us to get near thing topics mm-hmm. that um, I, I often talk about it today because I'm still slogging shows. And it's interesting <laughs> that it's impossible to tell stories with the kind of truth we did on Ginger today. Everyone's yeah. much more afraid of those kind of stories. Mm-hmm. And and they're, at the same time, they wonder why kids are migrating to YouTube to watch vloggers who talk about real things like yeah. body yeah. image and gender identity and all those things. That mm-hmm. and, and Nickelodeon owes a big, big um, credit for this show. One, for greenlighting it in the first place on the pitch. It's welcome to the dollhouse for Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, for allowing us to, to do what we did with this show, which was really... Um, kind of amazing it's more amazing now in hindsight than it kind of was at the time we just kind of thought this was the way the world was going yeah kind of didn't sadly so can i interrupt and ask like i know you guys are probably going to get to this at the end of the podcast but can i ask ask whatever you want what has happened (laughs) what's what's happened since then and how come we see so many other shows coming back and this one's not is it too Mm. real oh that is, a, that, is a, that is an excellent question. And I'm going to give you my hypothesis. I don't know. For some reason, uh, it's been a... Klosky Chupo is still kind of an, an interesting point in uh, right now in which they're still in business, but at the same time, um, I don't know. For some reason, the rights to us told by Ginger is a little bit iffy. Every single um, show that, uh, from Nickelodeon that Klosky Chupo has produced, they're out on DVD. I take it that maybe since As Told by Ginger was not like the major priority for Klasky Chupo compared to Rugrats, maybe they haven't considered, like, um, another TV movie, because there there is a lot of them now. Like, um, we just saw the Jungle I, I, movie I, I, I a while ago, and um, there's going to be Rocko's Water Life and Invader Zim, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe if um, more demand for As Told by Ginger comes along, and maybe if there's a proper, complete series on DVD release, then I wouldn't be surprised if we would get a possible TV movie. Well, I, I should correct you, Patricia. They actually, the, the show is actually owned by Nickelodeon. Oh, it is. Uh, we produced that. We produced those shows, all of those, including all grown up, whilst under an overall deal that was part of a, a five-year deal that was made with Nickelodeon. So, um, it's a it's a curious question why they haven't rebooted a lot of the titles. I know there's been lots of talk about Rugrats, but that's a really hard one to reboot in the world today considering what it kind of was and um and and the I'm, they may go one by one for that matter um yeah. who knows 
That's a good question. I mean, I could, I mean, if personally for me, if I were to see a TV movie of As Told by Ginger, I could see it either one of two ways. Number one, it would probably be a midquill, kind of like continuing the story of Ginger and her friends in high school and maybe leading up to that last scene. Or it could be just a complete reboot, starting the story over from scratch and maybe implementing some modern things to it. I don't know. I know it's weird to watch right now where there's not a single cell phone in anyone's hand except for Courtney's. Yeah. It's kind of strange, right? Yeah, exactly. With the antenna oh, yeah. sticking out, too. Yeah. I think that's kind of the cool part of it. Yeah, yeah kind of, right. Yeah. Like, I really love not seeing them with cell phones. I really love seeing what life was like with before that. Yeah, we wouldn't need dialogue. Kids just actually be, communicating. Right, exactly. <laughs> there would just be cell phones and everyone's staring at them. There wouldn't be any scenes, scene dialogue. It'd be perfect. Right. Yeah. Well, well, there's one aspect of As Told by Ginger that I think is becoming a thing again in media, and that's uh, the sort of lack of irony in it. Like, there was an era of tv where it seemed like everything involving kids was all like no one liked anything it was very based in the negative and like ginger has passions and she's not embarrassed of them and she she does them and i think like i don't know shows like stranger things come to mind shows where it's like it's about people or like parks and recreation it's about like people liking each other and not just not getting along so i think in a way some of that stuff is coming back like actual heartfelt love for people? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> fake news. What an interesting trend. Yeah, fake your news. parents actually have something really worthwhile to tell you and can teach you about life. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many things to talk about this uh, TV movie. Like the, the layers and the plot twists involving with... Um, Nikki Laporte approaching Dr. Dave, saying that she's an old college friend. Jonas looking from the background and taking the pictures. Carlin Hoodsy breaking over to both Nikki and Jonas's place and seeing all the little bits and pieces. And then Noelle comes back, whom we see. I haven't seen Noelle in ages. And <laughs> yeah, it's just everything about it is just so insane. It's it's wonderful. And um, yeah, I, I, I guess, um, you know, I know we can delve really deep into that. But, you know, with all of you here, um, I want to talk about, uh, Casey, should we talk about the last scene? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything in all this. Well, yeah, I just love that Noelle gets to be the one that kind of saves the day at the end. Something about that made sense. <laughs> like, the way she's pitched to the audience over the show. It's like, yeah, I believe that Noelle would be the one to come in and go, Everyone wait! <laughs> And what makes that perfect, it was voiced by Emily, right. the creator. Right. So it's so perfectly symmetric. Yes, and so beautifully voice acted that whatever faux accent that is cracks me up every time. <laughs> well, I think, I think it was her fake Hungarian accent. Right, it's think, like got some German in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, I forgot that Emily did that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, every, I guess it's just... That gospel song in the wedding i want that like as my ringtone <laughs> yeah, oh, so good I I, I love Brandon Higsby. I like oh, me one too. of those demented little children that I just adore. And, uh, Where did that uh, idea come from? It was so good. Oh, I, well, I would give him a song whenever. I think I think I released her hand because I loved him so, and I gave him the job as the singing bunny because I. So <laughs> Yeah, and this monkey, Mr. Licorice. I just everything about. I know. I love him too. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon singing the song, Mazorsky playing the organ. Oh, it's perfect. I I just love that Brandon is this unapologetically flamboyant child. Like you don't see you don't see that a ton. And yeah, he's the butt of the joke a lot, but he he isn't always. And it seems more like a celebration of him in the end than like making fun of him. Yeah. That's, that's well, you know, I, I hope he never really made fun of him. The the goal was always that Hoodsy was always like half intrigued by the act, half not. Like, right. He was always afraid Carl was going to ch- suddenly change allegiance to Brandon. So right. I mean, Carl like, kind of did like, change allegiance to Brandon if the, uh, the episode... Um, yeah. <laughs> What was it? Um, next question in which they're singing the Teen Seal Girl song. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, one thing that we haven't really talked about, Hoodsy, Hoodsy's role becomes a lot more diminished in season three, and I in the second half at least, and I think that's fine because what seems to happen, you know, all these characters are changing. They're like, if they were in between to title to theme song drop, you know, now they've sort of, they're becoming whatever they're going to become. And 
Carl doesn't need Hoodsy as much in the second half, so why force him into everything? So I think I I totally bought that. Even though Hoodsy is probably m- my favorite character on this show, I thought it was it made sense that Carl relies on him less. Yeah, that final season it is a they do evolve a bit. It's more it gets into more about the, the family of Ginger and maturing and Lois' new love and moving on and all that and boyfriends for. I really want to just watch the whole thing over from start to end. We spent this whole year well, watching well, every single episode. <laughs> so can we it. ask I'm you guys then? We the should ask you the question. Yeah, good idea, Eric. Yes. Well, let, let, can we ask you why you? What about this show has inspired you guys to work so hard and put so much time to dissect these shows mm-hmm. and say and go through all the trouble of finding us and I, it's really it's flattering okay. and but it's really i'm curious at the same time it's pretty weird yeah we're it's pretty weird i'll admit that um so the sort of backstory so my friend from high school ashley and i who might have been on some of your interviews um we do a podcast about Nicktoons in general, and then we met Patricia online through like the Twitterverse, like Nick Twitter, I think. <laughs> and um, Patricia came on our show, and we did a As Told by Ginger one because we were saying we haven't watched a ton of it, and we loved it so much. We were like, why don't we just do all of this? And then Patricia found you guys, and here we are a year later almost now i've always been an advocate for the show i've watched it since the very beginning and everyone around me just didn't understand why so um i still kept to the show as far as i could i've already told this story many times before but the last episode i saw on tv was fair too cloudy because i moved over to the nicktoons network i didn't have it as my cable provider back then and i when i saw this episode the wedding frame I saw it in 2010 on DVD, and I hadn't seen the other episodes, and they weren't uh, weren't uploaded on YouTube or anything. And I was looking at it, and I was like, what's going on? Who are these people? (laughs) So I had to, so basically, like, during that year, I was, like, in a kick to rewatching all the episodes again. And that was when I did my very first review on it on my blog. But then the 15th anniversary of As Told by Ginger was happening in 2015, and I dedicated an entire... Yeah, that was two years ago. Holy crap. Anyway, so um, I dedicated an entire month to the show. I I compared the pilot to the TV series, which, uh, again, Ken, thank you so much for watching that. Um, Then I did my top 15 uh, favorite episodes. I did a 42 minute long video on why I think it was a groundbreaking yet overlooked Nicktoon. So, yeah, that was, I know. That was a great. That was a great video, though. Oh right, I missed this one. I gotta find that one. All yeah, right. Yeah, that one sounds good. I need a link totally. to all of these. I'll give you the playlist when I'm done. What's been extra fun about this is the weekly commenters because I just upload directly to iTunes for my stuff, but Patricia posts them on YouTube, and so we get comments from people. Um, and I will say tread gently into them because fans have lots of feelings. Um, but it was cool that a lot of people watched every episode along with us and we get anywhere from like 10 to 30 comments every week from different people who have followed us you know, now for almost a year. Yeah, we've uh, had people... You who... know what I thought was funny was someone commented on me and like how I sang originally on the theme song and they're like jeez she sounds terrible she sounds like a kid singing I'm all that's exactly what you're telling me Melissa you're a great singer please you have to be worse you have to be worse we've tried to dispel that myth we've tried to help be like Melissa can sing guys everyone leave her alone I think as Aspen will will agree with me you have to be a really good singer to sound really bad exactly (laughs) it's true Um, and some of my fondest memories of the show were all of us trying to dumb down our singing yes. voices in the booth. <laughs> totally. I always, always loved that when we would yeah. when there'd be a musical number mm-hmm. and we'd have uh, Aspen and Melissa doing their thing and they'd be like, you know, working really hard to sound sort of like a human. <laughs> and I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'd be like step it up. Step it up my game. You know. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We would be remiss not to talk about Jared's music too through the whole throughout the whole series and on this one. 
all of Ginger's like quote unquote grunge music. I don't know if he tried to do this, but it it's like a time capsule of the era you guys recorded. You know, it sounds like two thousand two like alt rock. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I, I I even know um the song Splinter in My Heart. I, I oh think yeah. Spl- <laughs> that song actually makes Mark tear up a bit. Mm. <laughs> Is there an album that just has or a no, I wish there would the be. Songs. That would be amazing. We can put in the theme song. We can put in the Courtney theme song. We can little put in Seal Girl. Little Seal Girl. Some uh, the oh camp. Oh my god! Co- yeah. Copper <laughs> color <laughs> ponies. To make like yeah. the it's co- it's Courtney. It's Courtney. I love. I want to make that my ringtone so bad. Yeah. I love that. One. <laughs> well, you'll hear at the beginning of this after we all said we're in between. It's in our theme song now. That it's you, Liz, singing. It's Courtney. <laughs> yeah, it's in the theme song actually. Season two's opening was Aspen singing the Camp Capri song. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for a split second. <laughs> I woke up singing that Aspen on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> I did. It was just in my brain. <laughs> You're welcome. We love singing that song. That was um, one of yeah. my favorite songs to sing. Yeah, my definitely. Opinion. I remember that so well. I know. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, let's see. Oh, um, going over to the final scene. So I I really wanted to to dissect this a little bit. So, um, long story short, um, you know, uh, Dr. Dave's mother reveals that she was the one who sabotaged the whole thing and the wedding continues to go through. And then we have that final scene in which Ginger is narrating, but she's more adult and we've realized oh this is ginger actually grown up and she's actually reading um the book at um, a book reading oh and real quick patricia yes uh when i heard that i was like wait a minute so that's not ginger but i know that voice and i was like oh it's just melissa's normal voice (laughs) that's what's happening (laughs) i had to i had to age it up a bit and it was funny i remember during that session we were trying to decide how much older I should go. Uh, and it was like, I'm, are you in your 20s? Are you 25? Are you this? So there was like two or three different variations on that. It was interesting to hear like where they took me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I've, now, I've always wanted to know this ever since I first saw this, but I am so curious. What would the other characters sound like if they were older? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. <laughs> so, as, um, Aspen, what I think, would... I think... Uh, go ahead. I think Darren would have Invisalign. Right <laughs> <laughs> so what would that sound like? He'd have yeah. he'd have just like a slight, like ever so a slightly, like slightly sibilance, like Yes, exactly. <laughs> but but way deeper so he can talk about Yeah. You know, when Ginger and I got married we had a beautiful baby that we I can't do the sibilance right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> create this character on the spot. Just like how you all do now. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I I know uh, Macy Macy would be like uh, uh, she'd go. Oh, up hopefully to, she had surgery. No, she go. Up, she would go. Up, she would go up to Ginger after the reading, and be like, uh, "That was really really wonderful. I'm just so sorry Courtney couldn't be here, but she's back at the apartment making a stew." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Uh, amazing. And I predict Hoodie Hoodie would have sounded exactly the same. Like yeah. the testicles would have oh. never dropped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't get over the character design for his dad. That it just looks like Hoodie but older. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. so funny. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Aspen, uh, how would Dodie sound like now that she has Chet as her husband yeah. and she has a daughter? Yeah, I can't imagine her sounding much aged up. I, 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 I always imagined that she would end up like super high powered executive, like in the business world that was like a caffeinated workaholic, <laughs> not a lot of real close friends. Like she never really sorted out the social issues that she had. But uh, I, I imagine it. her just kind of speaking like this, like she doesn't really ever sound like she gets stuff done. Yeah. Uh, And Liz, I know that Courtney doesn't show up in the in the final scene, but we. uh, How would she sound like? Oh, I just think she'd be a little more relaxed, but I don't really. 
change all that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's probably a medical, little... medical marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd have to go for him. And then you went from shopping at Bloomingdale's to like Nordstrom Rack, and you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. well, I love, oh, wow. I love that you slipped in your theory, Jackie, that uh, Courtney and Macy uh -huh. end up together. Totally. Love it, totally. I, I <laughs> Kaz, I'd support me on that. I think that would be so the way it would go. So totally. where would where would Courtney totally where, where would Courtney be at? Would they be at their uh, Montreal home, or would they be at their uh, Paris home? <laughs> No, I think they live in Def Cambridge and uh, yeah. Cambridge. Nice. Yes, yeah, Courtney Cambridge, would Massachusetts. Become, yes, and Courtney work at the library. Oh, nice. Right? And Courtney would be a huge oh. academic. Oh, nice. Yeah. Totally. totally. Who? Yeah. Courtney. I think no. after losing the money, she found her real calling, which is being so smart. <laughs> okay. And they all like flew back to sheltered uh, shrubs or whatever. Yeah, I, I kind of imagine that, um, you know, even though that they're all together, I kind of imagine that it's kind of like similar to this in which maybe they're yeah. all doing their own separate things and they haven't, I mean, they spoke to each other on and off, but maybe they haven't gathered up together in so long. And maybe this book reading is a great opportunity to, you know, see Ginger reading off her book and talking about her life or what she you was know, like when she was a kid. I was looking for Courtney in the audience in that last scene and I didn't see her. Yeah. Well, um, she's back at the apartment making stew. She's right. making stew. <laughs> <laughs> she learned how to cook. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's, and I think I would be very supportive. Yeah, not to get too meta here, but if the wedding frame was made in 2017, would it have been a Google Hangout such as this? <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Eric, can you talk to us about Emily's kind of position on why the show had to end? Because she told oh, me this thing a long time ago. I don't think it really, it, you know, we were getting to a point where we told a lot of stories. Um, it was a, it was also an era where um, Nickelodeon was making some really deep analyses and metrics about how many episodes of any show they needed. Um, mm -hmm. And they learned that they were actually able to survive on 60 shows because kids would rewatch them and by the time they had rewatched them enough cycles they were older than Nick they were aging out of Nickelodeon uh, and, re and remember there was that it was after 9-11 sadly the, the economic collapse there caused a big examination within Nickelodeon and it wasn't you know not untrue I mean they were going to 150 200 episodes of a lot of other shows unnecessarily even Thornberry's I think we went up to 120 mm. um, and, you know, um, and it was a time, I think it may have been that Emily also was ready to do something else. She was certainly sought after for other things. She's an awesome writer. So I think she, she in fact, that was at the end of, towards the end of Ginger, she, she did an amazing pilot that I don't think ever went called Wienerville. And it was hilarious. Wait, Wienerville? As in like the, um, the variety show Wienerville? No, it was a sitcom oh. and uh, a single camera with um, Fred Willard, and they shot it, oh, and it was really okay. good, really, really good. Anyway, um, so that's kind of, as I recall, how it sort of went down. Yeah, I think also Mark told me um, when we were having him as a guest that... Uh, 2003, 2004 was around the time in which a lot of people from Klasky Chupa were leaving to do other things. Like, this was kind of like when Klasky Chupa were starting to, like, slow down with their production with a lot of their shows. Um, because uh, even Mark told me it wasn't a coincidence that 2004, Rocket Power, Rugrats, The Wild Thornberries, and Ginger all ended at that same year. Yeah, I, I think uh, we did this show in 2003, and I remember distinctly because um, I had met Valerie Harper, who was a TV hero of mine, in an airport in Boston oh, yeah. in January <clears throat> of that year on, on my way home for Christmas. And I helped her out because she needed a phone and whatever. And I, you know, I told her she was my hero. And then I wanted to have her do a voice in a show. And when we were thinking about Myrna and Mrs. Dave's posse, I thought, oh, great, I get to have her. And I actually recorded her on my 40th birthday. I, oh, I don't wow. really remember. Wow. That was like the, the dream of dreams. Wow. Um, and, and it was around that time um, that I think... Uh, 
yeah, that, that was a big shift at, for sure. And I think Emily had already or may have already been doing the Wienerville pilot then. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I guess um, if you guys have any other final thoughts um, about any of your memories working on the show or about this particular episode, then yeah, um, you can say it. And then uh, if not, then we can just go over to our ranking for the last time. Oh, pressure's on. <laughs> Well, I just want to say it was uh, an amazing experience working with all of you guys, and uh, it was a creative experience that I'll never forget, and hope to have more of those again. Mm-hmm. It was a show for me like same other any other show I've ever done. It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It just touched my life and my heart in a way that no other show has, and it it will always remain like the perfect mm-hmm. animated show to me. Well, I, th- I think it went against all the other shows in the sense that, you know, doing other cartoons, they, they are shows that kids would just watch again and again on a loop because they tend to be aimed for younger kids and it's just more, more of the same. It's comfort food. Whereas this, the, the, it was more, more of an evolving show. It was more like a Grey's Anatomy, you know, yeah. it's like, Ooh, what happens now that that couple's broken up and this person's aged? I mean, I think that probably, I mean, I have no idea about how it all ended, but I, I, I would imagine that they were probably thinking they were going to outage their audience if they were heading into high school and scenarios like that. Yeah, but I, think, but I also think, though, that, that it appealed to, to a younger a younger audience. Yeah. Was looking up, you know, like, what yeah, what's yeah. in my life? What, you know, let's look at the teenagers. Let's, you know. Right, um, yeah. I've never had more fun going to work. That's that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> going on than working yeah. on this show. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, no, Liz, it was so um, much fun. Liz, so much fun. Liz, your your Macy impression is amazing, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I think we all have a good Macy impression. <laughs> I love Macy. Lurking within us. Something cool that I found is when I run into people that were. Um, fans of the show when they were tweens and now they're in their 30s yeah it's so much different than just being a fan of a show when you were a kid and having nostalgia about it the people that come to me now that are like wait you were in that show they almost get teary yeah. like they have this oh like, really sure. emotional attachment to the show like it helped them through their life and they they'll freely admit to logging on to YouTube and still watching the episodes now as adults mm-hmm. for sure I don't know any other yeah. show that that happens with and I have to say, I, I, at this, at this, in, at my vintage, I've now produced more than 500 half hours of television. Wow, and, that's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and these are still like the 65 half hours that are, I most cherish and I'm most Aww. proud of. That because mm-hmm. it did something that no one else was doing, and it did touch those people. And every now. Meet someone who who loved it so, and it, you see it in their eyes, as you just said. It's really moving because you're like, mm, "Wow, yeah. this is was something we hardly, you know, we 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 were hardly on the radar in the world, but yet mm. we we made such an impact, which was totally great." You yeah. guys, can I tell you the craziest thing that happened? Yes, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I told yeah. you this, Patricia, or not, but um, I was in Africa on a mission trip in like 2006 or something. And someone recognized me as Ginger. What? Remember, remember how the, the artists would come in and they would draw our facial expressions and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was speaking to somebody and she said, I've seen you. I know you. But you had red hair. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. And it somehow wow. it played somewhere in Africa. And she recognized wow. me from my facial expressions and from my voice. And we finally figured out it was us told by Ginger. That's oh my amazing. God. That is rad. That's and then super cool. The second thing I have to tell you guys, I know some of you know this and some of you don't, but you almost lost me mm. in 2001. Did you know that? I didn't know no. until I heard your podcast interview. Yeah. No. So I was in a really, really crazy car accident in 2001, <gasps> and what? and I almost died. And oh my God. not only that, but I burst. I got electrocuted, and a telephone pole <gasps> fell on top. Of oh, my no. God. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy. And then this was all during our show, like the height of it. And I lost my voice completely, burst a blood vessel on the vocal cord, and I had to go in. I know this is nuts. This is going to be a book someday. I got (laughs) sent to this woman named Dana Klein in Beverly Hills 
who completely saved my career and my life, really, oh. because I had to relearn how to talk. And so every week, <gasps> it was as told by Ginger, every week I would, she, I would get the script. Remember, they would send it to our homes. Mm -hmm. And I would get the script. I'd bring it straight to Dana, and she'd tell me how to speak. And I couldn't tell anybody because you and I all know, yeah. all know that if you say you're sick or anything, they'll replace you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Wait, did, Bar did, did our casting director know this? No, nobody me? knew. Wow, you're no, just oh amazing. My, wow. my agents didn't know, so I kept wow. it all a secret and I relearned how to talk because I love this show so much. I'm going to cry. I was like, well, we, went, we could have done without this? you for sure. <laughs> For wow. sure. So I did it. Wow. I made it through, and I'm still going, and I'm I really. So, am what so is she blessed. a speech language pathologist? Is Dana Klein? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Everybody that's like, the, I mean, she saved. She, it was amazing, and I literally, right around that time, it's interesting. I should I should go watch the episodes and see. Oh, to see if there's what a... happened. If there's a change. Yeah. What but episode the, was that? Like, what... I don't know. But the irony is, when my voice did come back, like three weeks later like i had to take two to three weeks off the show we yeah, had huh? one breaking week anyway but when it came back guess how it came back hmm. really really raspy uh, <laughs> isn't that amazing so it was literally wow. like the only voice i could do at the time was ginger. Ginger. Wow. 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 wow 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 i know wow, we didn't so lose you. you didn't lose me <laughs> and i'm so That's glad insane. i wasn't lost yeah, Life's been life's been pretty amazing and yeah. horrible and wonderful yeah. and all the above. You know, like there are reasons wow. we're all still here. <laughs> like I said before, I, I still find it incredibly amazing that you know, as somebody who watched the show when I was fourteen, and you know, some and just the fact that we can all come together and just talk about this show, it it shows you that it's it still has a large impact on a lot of people and we can talk about it and we can share stories about how it made us happy how it made us sad how it made us touched and cry and and laugh and move and there's there's so many layers to it and i'm glad that um you know even still to this day a lot of our followers from itunes or youtube or um you know, even on our forums, can be able to share their stories. We've had a lot of amazing stories from oh, our followers. Yeah. yeah, one from a trans woman who was really moved by just the whole coming of age plot. That was one of my favorite comments we got. Yeah, oh, one of my oh, super cool. one of my favorite comments was uh, a person who has never seen as told by Ginger was heavily influenced and touched by losing Nana Bishop because she went through something similar. Huh. And then, of wow. course, uh, I mean, I cannot tell you when we released a Hello Stranger, we got in fan art. Mm -hmm. Somebody who wrote fan fiction oh, yeah. was told by Ginger, who yeah. hasn't done it in years, wrote a new chapter on the story. Um, it, wow. it it touched so many people. That was also around when someone drew us as the cats from Cat Scratch, but that doesn't really have anything to do with As Told by Ginger. <laughs> Which is crazy. Um, all of us saying our quotes from the show. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> So and it was also great to meet like that. That was a great setup, Patricia, to bring all of almost all of the storyboard artists together for one awesome interview. You guys should check that out. It's basically an hour of laughs of these guys just sharing all their old stories. Yeah, I mean, even uh, you know, again, Mark even told me that um, it's crazy that you know something as small as a, a show from Nickelodeon can be able to bring people together. I mean, uh, as mentioned with um, Mark, he said that you know um, who. Um, let's see, the storyboard artists, you know, they've gone on their separate ways and they're working on different shows. Some of them live in different states. They all came together for this one time and now they're talking and they, you know, some of them actually met up uh, for a, um, a restaurant and they had dinner together. Um, you, uh, Aspen and Jackie, uh, you haven't spoken in like, so, uh, like, who knows how long and then you guys reconnected Forever. like... Like, I yeah. would say, like, the day that we both interviewed you, like, we uh -huh. interviewed you, like, one day apart, and then, like, the next day, that was when you guys talked on Twitter. It's like, hey, we should hang yeah. out. <laughs> oh, so great. So great. And we just moved uh, to a different house, and I was going through stuff and packing up stuff. And I found a quilt that Aspen made for my baby. Aww. Oh, man. I'm so, so hormonal, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I know. So crazy. People loved the interviews with all of you, too, because we've interviewed all of you. I think I wasn't there for Eric's and Liz's, but we've interviewed all of you now, I think, and people loved those. 
Uh, I remember that uh, day, Aspen, when you came in with that quilt, and we were uh, all like, "You know how to quilt? How? how? Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I was an old soul. Lunch, lunch was always our favorite. Remember lunch, planning lunch, and then the yeah, whole, like, what are we going to eat? And then we'd have birthdays mm -hmm. all the time. And we did. I have some of those. It was kind of like have to find. our own little. It was like our own little junior high, high school experience. Yeah, it was. It was just it was during so the recording fun. sessions. <laughs> Yeah, totally guests was. would come in, and and Eric would always have a big exciting news about some another one of your right. heroes coming in to do a voice. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It, it was it was amazing yeah. how many people walked through that door. Really, yeah, oh man, I know. seriously. From this podcast alone, we've heard so many amazing stories. Eric, I yeah. love the story that you told about the guy coming in stilts, singing the little seal girl song. Uh, I love uh, uh, Mark's story w was so great in which he talked about how when he was um, caring for his dad in the hospital, a nurse came to him and said, um, excuse me, Mr. Risley, I have to tell you that your episode of Us Told by Ginger, Hello Stranger, meant a lot to me and my daughter. And he was like shocked. It's like, how did he know who I was? So, oh, wow. There was a girl that I talked to like probably within the last year or two, and she said... Um, I can't believe you were Ginger because when I watched that show, my parents were going through a divorce and my mom had then decided to get remarried a year later and I didn't know who to invite to the wedding. And she said, well, I'll just watch what Ginger does and I'll do what I'll do what Ginger wow. does. Wow. What would Ginger do? Yeah. Wow. Have Courtney in the back row, apparently. Courtney <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 are you kidding? She didn't get to see <laughs> What happened to Courtney's clothes overnight? I mean, how did that happen? I sent her losing money, them. but... You know, yeah, I guess, the guess they had to sell them. Yeah, Blake had to sell all of his toys and his oh my god and his baby bracelets so and, and, and his school uniform because uh, Nicole Sussman wears it in that one scene. Oh, that's right. She's, uh, she's, Noelle she's actually bought, wears the school uniform. She bought the uniform. I did not touch that. Oh my god! I have to look for that. That kills me. It's such a great moment. <laughs> I didn't know that either. That's funny. Those are little touches I love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, so Casey, great. I guess we can final we can give our last ranking of the episode. So uh, should we give this episode a yay, a nay, or a meh? <laughs> Those are our three options. It has evolved. They have evolved over the podcast. We also have an optional super yay. I think Mark was a little upset when we didn't tell him that. And then I used it after he voted. And he was like, well, I would have done that. <laughs> Wait, what, which one what is he a super yay, uh, yay on? Oh, which episode? Was that Jim Cl no, Class Confidential, right? We yes. Yes, I think. Who did we have, who did we have Mark on for? We which had episode? Mark on for And She Was Gone. Yep, that's right. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, I was heavy. super yay. That's heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super yay yeah, yeah, yeah. in that yeah. one. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, me, me too. too. Super yay. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? Um, you know, the Maybe first... overusing them. I'm going to use super yay number six or seven. I can't hang and keep track of them anymore. But I thought this ended the series beautifully. And you can't not give the finale of a show that ended so strongly a super yay. So that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Uh. Me too. I am going to give this episode a super yay. It's one of my top five favorite episodes of the series. It ended on such a wonderful note. We get to see every single character and we get to see about what they're doing. And um, we get to see on a very interesting plot about Nikki Laporte trying to uh, sabotage uh, uh, Lois and Dr. Dave's wedding. We get to see the maniacal plan of Dr. Dave's mom. We see um, the ups and downs of every single character. And we ended on a beautiful note with everybody coming in together. And uh, Casey, we talk about titles all the time in our show. And yes. um, I did mention to you in the very first episode of War in Between that there's a reason why the show is called As Told by Ginger. The uh -huh. first reason is because Ginger's writing in her diary, but the second reason, and I can I can guess, that throughout the entire series, Ginger has been in the book reading, reading off the stories of her life, and then it ends mm -hmm. with her concluding the story. And so th that, that's basically that Ginger is telling the audience about her life, and so that's another layer to the title of the show. 
totally. My favorite is still Dodie's big break. <laughs> Just a legendary pun. Because uh, she breaks her leg and it ends up being her big break into the cheerleading squad. I still can't get over that. <laughs> we cannot thank you enough for coming in here. This is an amazing experience. Trust me, if I if I would have told my 14-year-old self that I would be doing this, I would have said, you're out of your mind. But no, this is, this is a dream come true. And seriously, guys, thank you. Yeah, you guys have been so thank you for doing it. was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for reuniting us, too. Yeah, Yeah, it's great to hear all these voices. Lots of love to all you guys. You too. You too, too, Eric. I can't wait to our actual physical reunion. I know. I'm hoping... If, if we if we can, I would love to see that happen. And, you know, uh, Casey, Ashley, and I, we can do our... You know, we'll we'll put blood, sweat, and tears into creating a little, you know, event for everybody to come and join. And trust me, I mean, I or like a comic con panel or something. Wow, that would be oh, that would be so fun. That would be so much fun. That's hilarious. Oh, that would be so great if we can have a panel together. Yeah, right. Oh my god, we can have the comic cons are happening everywhere, so it could be as to my gender. Comic Con situation, yeah. you know, shows from Nickelodeon from the early 2000s. Right. Or yeah. They, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. They they have San Diego Comic Con, New York Comic Con. That would be so amazing if we can like pull something together. Yeah. Whatever we do, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that it does yeah. become a reality. But anyway, well, we'll definitely keep us posted. Kind of saying. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like cool. that. I love you all. Thank you so much. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We do have a preview. Uh, We'll be talking about the pilot next week. I believe the unaired pilot. Am I correct in that? Well, I've never seen it. So uh, tune in for that next week. All right. And then afterwards, we're going to be talking about the entire series, about what our favorite episodes of season three were. And we're going to be looking back on the show as a whole. And uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. So yeah. Then we're we're done. Yeah, And then we're done. Yeah. Wow. Excellent. All right. Well, wow. well, thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye. 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 bye.